from the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine. This is Pitt MedCast. I'm Elaine Vitone. Back in January 2019, Pitt's Senior Vice Chancellor for the Health Sciences and John and Gertrude Peterson Dean of the School of Medicine, Dr. Arthur S. Levine, announced he would be transitioning to a new research role within the university. A year later, the search committee named his successor, Dr. Anantha Shaker, an MD-PhD and nationally recognized educator, researcher, entrepreneur, and leader in medicine. His start date is set for June 2020. A psychiatrist and neuroscientist, Shaker joins Pitt from Indiana University, the nation's largest medical school, where he has amassed more academic titles than can possibly fit on a business card. For starters, Distinguished Professor and Executive Associate Dean for Research Affairs at IU and Executive Vice President of Academic Affairs for Clinical Research at IU Health. I'll dig into more in a moment. In late February, I sat down with Shaker in Pitt Studios to get to know him better and introduce him to his new community. No, I even wore a blue and gold. Oh, you did! You're on brand! Nice work! I wasn't sure if it's the right blue or the right gold, but I said, ah, this uh, this is the closest I have. (laughs) Our conversation was also filmed. To put a face to the name, check out the resulting videos at pitt.edu. That's Pitt with two Ts. Of course, even as we were taping this on that chilly February afternoon, the world was rapidly shifting around us. I'm gonna step out for the interview and check in on coronavirus. That's our Vice Chancellor of Communications and Marketing, Ellen Moran. And WHO uh, raised it to highest level. Oh, Oh. about an hour ago. Our interview that day focused on the hope and promise of the future of medicine. We've come to learn along with the rest of the planet that best laid plans will have to evolve as the crisis unfolds in the coming months and years. So in May, we recorded a second interview with Shaker, remotely, to discuss the future of Pitt Med in the time of COVID-19. We've put it all together in this special three-part mini-series. In this episode, part one, Dr. Shaker's path, his inspiration for pursuing medicine in the first place, and his thoughts on the most transformative developments in medicine in recent years. In part two, his vision for the way forward in both the clinic and the research lab, and how best to support crosstalk between the two. In part three, we'll share Shaker's insights on leadership and building flourishing partnerships. And then finally, tape from our follow-up interview, a COVID-19 coda, recorded in May 2020. First, Here's the tape from that now distant reality three months ago. Tell me a little bit about your path and how you got here. I started in medicine thinking that I was going to be a neuroscience researcher and I was very interested in brain diseases and mental health. And, you know, I finished my residency. But as I was doing my residency, I decided I needed to learn more about research and did a PhD in neuroscience. So as a psychiatrist and a neuroscientist, then I started to do my research in mental illnesses and brain mechanisms involved in how we think and how these diseases progress. 
And that led to, for me, becoming more involved in developing clinical programs, developing research programs, and then getting more involved at the institutional level as to how to change the research culture and research approaches. A lot of my work is focused on not just doing the research for research sake or creating knowledge, but beyond that, taking that knowledge to really influence people and patients. So that's how I got into the area of translational research and then started the Translational Sciences Institute about almost 14 years ago. That's the Indiana Clinical and Translational Sciences Institute, of which he was founding director. It's the only statewide institute of its kind. He was also IU's Associate Vice President for University Clinical Affairs and Research, by the way. And that sort of led me to get more engaged in state-level transformation of medical education and medical innovation, which then I think ended up with me looking at the Pittsburgh opportunity, which is a perfect fit for me because of the size and of the health system, the great research, and the national reputation of the medical school. So it was a perfect next move for me. I read that you first began wondering how the human brain works as a teenager when a close friend faced brain cancer. Would you be comfortable telling me more about that? Yeah, I got interested in brain and brain mechanisms during my teenage years. I was probably 17 or 18, and my closest friend, we sort of grew up together from primary school. And we were both interested in health and medicine. And it turns out that he ended up going to veterinary school while I went to medical school. And we were both first-year students. And essentially, one evening, I found him literally as the dusk was settling in and the streets were getting dark, actually running into pillars in our dorm. And I was quite taken aback as to why that was happening. And then we took him to test next morning. It turns out that he had a massive brain tumor that began to compress in his optic nerve. So he was actually beginning to not able to see at night. And then he passed away within about four months after that. So the whole idea of how the brain works and how a tumor can actually make a person blind and how this disease is so intractable really got me energized about understanding the brain and wanting to do something about all these brain diseases. What do you think are the most dramatic changes in medicine over the past few decades? Medicine has changed really dramatically. I would say our approach to evidence-based understanding of diseases has really grown over the last 40, 50 years. But I think it all sort of really got totally changed when we did the human genome sequencing. When the genome sequence occurred almost 20 years ago, that's when we began to think like there's actually a code for everything in our body, and that code actually determines what our vulnerabilities are for the diseases and what our progression paths are for diseases. So we're still beginning to just understand that, but that totally changed the concept of how we think about human body and human diseases. And then now we're understanding even more that beyond just the genome, 
there is the whole effect of how the genome responds to the environment, how it responds to our behaviors, and we see that now as a more dynamic sort of code. It's not one that's written in stone and never changes, but it's a code that is constantly being edited by our behaviors, edited by our environment. So we can actually now track things so much more effectively and that I think is the biggest revolution in medicine. You've been listening to part one of Pitt Medcast's three-part miniseries on Dr. Anantha Shaker. A print version of these conversations will appear in the fall 2020 issue of Pitt Med Magazine, which you can find on our website, pitmed.health.pit.edu. That's Pitt with two T's. This miniseries was produced by yours truly, Elaine Vitone, with Maya Best. Our executive producer is Pitt Med Magazine Editor-in-Chief, Erica Lloyd. Our music was by Blue Dot Sessions. Pitt Med Magazine is published by the University of Pittsburgh's Office of University Communications and Marketing and School of Medicine. <laughs>